What's going on? It's Zach. Happy family day to y'all. If you are lucky to have the day off, I hope you find something fun to do today with your family. Uh, As always, a little bit of housekeeping to start off the episode. Number one, as always, the talk season two is in partnership with Stella's Place on a mission to raise at the $5,500 towards their virtual counseling sessions. So visit our website, visit our Instagram page, many ways to help contribute to them. Secondly, our guest today is Daniel Oladejo from the Ottawa GGs, and we do talk to him about the experience of losing Francis Perron this year. So we just want to give you a heads up before getting into the interview. It's it's an incredible conversation. Thank you again to Daniel for, for coming on with us, but we know it can be a difficult conversation, and we just wanted to let you know. But enjoy the show. Hey, it's Daniel Ladejo, number 14 route runner at the University of Ottawa, and you're listening to At The 55. Hello and welcome to At The 55, your home for OUA football. We're back with another installment of The Talk, our interview and conversation show around mental health in the game of football. Joining us today, we have a member of the Ottawa GGs who has a very good chance of holding the title of Best touchdown, maybe best highlight of of last season. That that round two against the Carlton Ravens touchdown was, uh, you know, one to remember. It's Mr. Daniel Oladejo. Daniel, how you doing, man? Pleasure to be here. I'm doing great. How are you, Zach? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, gotta just get your take on that catch real quick for those who don't remember. If I, if I'm correct, that was the second game against Carlton, right? Yeah, the second time we played Carlton. And and I mean, that's uh, that was definition mossing. Uh, what what was your thoughts on that catch? I'm sure most people have seen the highlight by now. That was something else. Yeah, it was exciting. I mean, I'm a receiver. My job is to make plays, right? So it was, it was great to get an opportunity to make a play. And I mean, against Carlton, even better for a touchdown, even better. Uh, but my attitude when the ball's in the air is go get it. So uh, don't even remember. I just seen the ball in the air, went up and went and got it. I didn't even know dude was there, did my little dance, <laughs> and then, you know, but it was it was great to to win that game, to beat Carlton twice, and uh, great to get an opportunity to make a play for sure. Yeah, the only thing that makes the uh, the Panda game uh, more intense is when the rematch is in the same season. Uh, Daniel, last time that we got to speak, you know, was for our off-season walkthrough tour, darn near like weeks before everything got shut down early march 2020 uh and and here we are almost two years later uh talking again you know the the world is flipped upside down been reflipped turned sideways shaken up in all sorts of ways and as we know oh so well just from talking with different athletes and people involved in sports student athletes especially it's been a really tough time with not just having to deal with online schooling, readjusting, the season being canceled, all the anxiety surrounding just everything that you guys do. So as sort of succinctly or however you want to go about talking, you know, we've had some other athletes discuss how the teams or the schools support specifically, you know, the mental health, like different resources that students can access. How, uh, what, what kind of access or what type of resources did the school and did the, did the football team provide to help you guys through, you know, the, the two sort of season, two years of just not really knowing what was going to happen? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing, especially with the with the pandemic and with all the uncertainty, was communication. Like having open lines of communication with our coaches, uh, with the support staff, things like that. So I think UOTA did a great job of communicating with us as players, uh, letting us know what was going on, things like that. We're getting constant emails, constant updates based on 
you know, what's going on, whatever's going on with the province. Uh, we get updates regularly, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's important. I think that open line of communication is like the first step type thing. But if we're talking about mental health specifically, um, that communication definitely plays a, plays a big role in that. So feeling like you can reach out, um, feeling like you, you have that access to, to the support that you need. So I think the university does a good job, again, of, of availing us those opportunities also and also letting us know that they're there. Um, so not only are they available, but we know that, you know, we, especially the football team, we know that these, these, um, these opportunities are available to us. If we ever need counseling, we need advice, you know, if we need, um, therapy type thing, whether mental or physical, we know that these, these, uh, opportunities are available to us through the university. So it's definitely a great, uh, the university done a great job of communicating with us. And that's something that, you know, makes it easier having that access to communication. Well, that's awesome to hear. And, and, you know, just leadership both by the school and on the football team are, are yeah, huge yeah. In, in when it comes to setting that example. And, you, you know, your your team was honestly one of the most enjoyable to watch this year because you just it seemed like the second half of the season you guys really came on late. And, you know, there's sure. a lot of new faces you guys had in there. I mean, J.P. Simakinda coming over, Dawson O'Day coming back. I mean, Estime having such a great breakout year. But of course, you know, also a big adjustment was uh, Coach Marcel coming into the fold. And so I'm, I'm wondering what that transition kind of going back to that period of, of, of dealing with the uncertainty and everything like that. What that was like having a new headman coming in and readjusting to perhaps a changing culture on the team. Yeah, for sure. First of all, I mean, you mentioned it. Shout out to my guys, uh, JP and Rod. Definitely huge additions to the team. But um, yeah, having Coach Marcel come in is, I mean, it's, it's different. You know, he's a, he has a different style of coaching relative to what we had before. That's no shade to what we had in the past. But I mean, Coach Marcel coming in was was definitely a, a big bolster to the team. Uh, he has tons of pro experience, coach both in Canada professionally and also in the States professionally. So, I mean, that addition was huge for us. And, and that's something that definitely carried us or his leadership kind of carried us throughout the season. But having that that little period of transition, it was crazy because he came in kind of at the same time with uncertainty of COVID and everything. And we don't know like what to see. Are we having a season? Where is who's our coach going to be type thing? So, he came in and I think he handled it well. We got to work from day one. As soon as we could get on the field, he was on the field with us. Uh, so, I mean, that transition was huge for us. And it was important to just gain momentum as quickly as possible because, you know, you, you lost a lot of days, a lot of sessions. Uh, so it was, it was important for us to gain momentum as quickly as possible. Uh, he talks about do your job a lot. Do your job. That's our big thing. And I mean, he does his job. So it's inspiration for us to do ours. Uh, his big thing is he treats us like pros. So... He treats us like pros. I mean, he also wants to get his ROI. So it's important for us to, you know, take take what he gives us. And we took it from day one and try to run with it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, he kind of instills a message in us. And it's our job as, as leaders of the team and, and uh, as, as players to kind of carry that through. So we, we try to do that from day one as soon as he got on campus. And, uh, I mean, we've had success and we definitely have more more steps to take for sure. But uh, that's something we'll be looking forward to doing in the, in the future. Well, and you talk about hitting the ground running and, you yeah. know, kind of going to this year in specific with it being the, the shortened season. I mean, I, I can think back to playing in a, in a regular eight game season where it gets to that point where, you know, with school happening and then you're you're looking at the schedule and, and, and you know, the, there's playoff races going on. It gets 
it, it, it can just ratchet up your anxiety and everything like that. Yeah. Was was the shortening of the season, how did that play into just the perception of, you know, each week obviously matters a ton in football at yeah. all levels, but when you lose two weeks of that, it's, you know, it, it seems like that's just a, uh, just going to make it more intense. How, how did that affect your approach just to, to dealing with the ups and downs of the season with, yeah. with two lost games? For sure. I think having an eight-game season off-rip, there's already a sense of urgency. Uh, you need to win games. Like You can't afford to you lose a game. That's potentially losing an opportunity. But even with the shortened, even shortened season from a six-game season, that creates an even greater sense of urgency. You know what I'm saying? So uh, each week, had to, you had to come with it. You know what I'm saying? So week one, we were, we were trying to come with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to come ready to play because you don't have many opportunities. You lose one game, you know, you're five and one. You lose two games, you're four and two. And like you, the record is, is something that obviously you watch because it has playoff implications. But, I mean, you got to come with it from week one. So, I mean, just just in terms of our preparation, I, I feel like you try not to change your, the way you prepare for game, you know, just because uh, you try to approach the game or each game with, with the respect it deserves and with the level of intensity it deserves. But, you definitely feel that fire when it's a six-game season, uh, when every game has a greater degree of importance, you know. So uh, we try to prepare for every game the same way, uh, with the same level of intensity, even the playoffs. Uh, we try not to do anything different. You know, you don't want to get to the playoffs and change or switch on what's working, you know. So we try to approach every game the same, but you definitely feel that that sense of urgency a little bit more just with a six-game season. And, uh, like, ha- transitioning from having no season, there's already, like, a bit of – of fatigue when you get through training camp uh you get through o- we had otas you get through otas you get through training camp there's already like a bit of fatigue setting in because you're coming from a year of nothing you know what i'm saying so there's definitely a bit of fatigue already so then you get into week one and you might feel some fatigue and damn we haven't played a game in a long time this is our first game back you know and, and that really starts to set in and then before you know it it's over so i mean just, just in terms of our approach, we have to try to be on the ball every every week, every week of practice, every week of meetings. We have to try to be on the ball, and uh, things went how they went. But you know, you, you try to have that same mentality with every game. So, shoot, no, I, I, absolutely, it felt like before a blink of an eye, we were already halfway through the season. You know, Daniel, you, you mentioned you know week one, and I, I'd be remiss to not ask you about the instant following your game against UFT, which of course, as everyone knows, the passing of Francis Perron heading back to Ottawa. You know, we talk about all the things that made this season more challenging than other years between the condensed schedule, everything that COVID brought with it as far as being a student athlete and just adjusting and readjusting to changes and new norms. And then for for this to happen, I, I can't begin to imagine what that was like. I've never experienced something like that. And however you feel comfortable, can you let people let us know just what that experience was like? Yeah, I mean, shit, it was tough. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's um, first of all, losing a teammate. Uh, unfortunately, something we've been through before with with Loic. Um, but then losing him in the in the fashion that we did, um, it was tough. Um, yeah, it's just it puts things in perspective, you know, cause uh, we're here tripping over a game, over a loss, you know, and, and uh, yeah, unfortunately like things happen the way they did, but 
put things put things in perspective because I mean we're tripping over a loss and we're talking about life here. You know what I'm saying? This is life and death. So um, it was it was it was tough for us. I mean to recoup to bounce back, uh, but with something that we didn't even know if we were gonna play week two. Um, it was a decision we had to make as a team uh, whether or not we were gonna play. Um, but we thought it was the best decision to honor his memory, to honor his family. Um, so yeah, it was definitely. There's no other way to put it. It was a hard experience to go through, but um, we try to band together. I think this is the this is the closest. I mean, I've been on the team five years. This is the closest we've been as a squad, and from my perspective, um, it's just when something like that happens, you got to come together to survive it. You know, like you can't. And this is a big message. I think the university did a good job of of supporting us, of providing us with with tools. But that was one of the big messages. You got to come together in a time like that, and you have to. I mean, football is a team sport, more than, almost more than any. But in a situation like that, it it has to be a team. You got to get over it as a team. You got to address it as a team. So we tried to band together as a team and support each other and be there for one another. Um, and I mean, we're still going through it. You know what I'm saying? Something like that doesn't just you don't just gloss over it. Uh, a lot of guys still struggling. I mean. You lose a teammate as someone that was in the locker room every day, someone that was in meetings with us, you know what I'm saying? He's still on film, you feel me? So <sighs> difficult situation for sure, but we just try to do the best we can to respect his, his memory and everything we do. We had the 99 sticker. Shout out to the OUA for, for coming together on that. I think a lot of schools and youth sports generally um, paid their respects and, and honored Francis. So, I mean, definitely a, a situation you don't want to have to have to go through, but uh, I mean, we move things. Things keep keep going. Um, so we just try to do the best we can to continue to be to to honor his memory and to continue to try to try to embody that excellence that he did as a student, as an athlete, um, as a person. Great guy, you know what I'm saying. So it's it's important for us to try to continue to carry that legacy and everything we do at the university and individually. So, well. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, thank you for sharing all that, uh, Daniel. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned it in, 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 in telling that story about, you know, you're a veteran player on the team. For you, was there, did you feel a, a greater sense of, of pressure or anything as, as a leader on that team in, in trying to, you know, you talk about the decision going to that game against Queens, whether you were to play or not? For you and other veterans, what was that like? knowing that a lot of the players on the team are looking up to you for that leadership and for figuring out how to move forward, even though it's, it's such un, uncharted territories, such a, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think at the time, wasn't really thinking about the pressure of, of leading. It was more like a, the trying to be there for, for my teammates, you know, um, we had a meeting as a, as a leadership council, the leadership of the team with coach Marcel and, his big message to us was we don't have to play. We don't have to go to Queens and play week two. Like that's not our focus right now. You know what I'm saying? So I think that did, did a job in alleviating some of the pressure we would feel as, as leaders on the team to kind of make that decision. Cause it was nice to know that we had that support from our coach and our coaches knowing that we're not, we're not thinking about football right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we met two days after it happened, two or three days after it happened as a leadership council and, and kind of talked it out, talked about our, our options. And, and it was still a very, very emotional time for us. So, I mean, it was just nice to know that we didn't, there was no pressure on us from, from coach to make that decision. So we didn't feel pressure, but the biggest thing was trying to support um, one another through that rough time 
Um, football wasn't really a priority that that came later. Um, so yeah, I mean, didn't didn't really feel feel much pressure in terms of of leading guys through that. But I think we were all there for each other, uh, all stepped up for each other, and that was the biggest part of getting through it. No, and and that's great to hear, Daniel. Uh, you know, and and we we talked about uh, some of the resources that the school and the team had provided had provided in helping the uh, student athletes just through the pandemic and transitioning back into school in the, in the wake of Francis's passing, were there any sort of different resources that the school or the team was, uh, was offering or was it just a sort of the same kind of tools and resources you were mentioning earlier? No, I mean, the university did a great job of banding together and supporting us through that time. I think, uh, just before I get into like administration that I think the, individual teams we had i mean it was an outpouring of love from i mean teams all across the country but really at the university of ottawa we got um cards uh love messages from from a lot of our teams women's rugby women's basketball uh men's basketball hockey i mean everyone's soccer they showed their love for us and, and that was great for us to feel as a team that the universe like our gg community is supporting us so that was great uh first just off bat but um the the administration of the university provided us with, I mean, a lot of re- like a plethora of resources for real to to really get through that time. It's something that I think they were. I mean, everyone was aware of the unprecedented uh, unprecedented nature of of um, of the event. So as soon as we got back, uh, literally as soon as we got back to the the university, I mean, there was resources available for us uh, in the coming weeks, coming months. There was resources available for us. We had a group therapy session. Um, and those are just kind of the kinks that need to be worked out to kind of try to process and, and deal with these things, uh, especially as, as a young man, um, and our therapy, our therapy staff, our athletic therapy staff also had to deal with this thing, you know? So, uh, the university really, I can't say enough as how much they, they supported us through, through this time. Um, it was, it was overwhelming. I mean, it's nice to know that you have that support, um, when you need it, you know? So we got phone numbers emails we got you know a lot of a lot of those resources just just to be there if you if you need to talk and then the other big part of it is just having like i mentioned before your brothers beside you and those those that went through it with you ready to talk as well so um did a great job of facilitating that environment that that allows us to feel comfortable in sharing our experiences with it because everyone had a different experience with it so i mean the university did a great job of kind of facilitating that environment so we could talk we could talk about it. We could get what we need to get off our chest, off our chest. And I mean, yeah, I can't say enough about that. No, once again, that that's incredible to hear. I'm very happy to hear that. Daniel, last thing I just want to ask about, kind of going back to the, the season itself, when the, the regular season, the six games were said and done, and the, 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 the math that always has to take place to figure out playoff seating broke down, it was you and your boys heading back to Toronto, taking on U of T for that first round. Yep. What just when you first got word that that was the first stop in the playoffs? Did that was there anything added to to that? I mean, obviously playoffs are gonna be playoffs. You mentioned it was kind of that mentality of just kind of go into each game with that same mentality of just do your job. But mm-hmm. given given that's where you guys were in week one, what was that like returning? I mean, yeah, it was, it was definitely, I mean, we try to, again, we try to approach every game the same, um, but that being our playoff game, that being 
the place where it all went down, um, the field where it all went down, the field where France, Francis played his last game. Um, I mean, it definitely had, for me as an individual, definitely was a, a more emotional game. Um, and for our team, I know the way we, uh, the way we reacted when we won, I know the conversations we had, I was definitely, um, um, like a feeling of like, we, we handled business, you know, cause we felt like we didn't handle business week two. Uh, week two was when we really wanted to win it for Frank. Um, so we had to take care of business against the second time we played Toronto. It had to happen. Um, it was something that we didn't want to, we didn't want to go out sad like that. First of all, we didn't want to lose in the playoffs. Second of all, it's just, we didn't want to go out sad like that. We didn't want to lose to Toronto twice. You don't want to lose to anyone, but especially you don't want to lose two times on the same field. So yeah, it was definitely, we try not to like hype it up and make it bigger than what it was, but it was definitely a, it was a more emotionally charged game. And um, we, we really felt like we had to take care of business. And I mean, went there and did that. So although the it season was, didn't, although the season didn't turn out, sorry, although the season didn't turn out how we, we wanted in the end, uh, ultimately you want to be lifting the cup, but um, it was nice to kind of get that monkey off the back. We hadn't won a playoff game in a, in a couple of years here. Nice to get that monkey off the back and, and kind of do feel like we did what we had to do in, in, in terms of honoring Frank. And lift that cup and not just Panda Cups because you guys have gotten pretty good at doing that, we, if I may we, say hey, so. Hey, <laughs> we've, we've, we've talked about this before. I think the last time I was on here with y'all boys, we talked about how uh, it's not about Panda. I mean, Panda's one game ultimately is, is just another taking a win column for us. So, um, man, it's not about Panda. We're trying to get to the real cups, the real rings, you know what I'm saying? So I will take that as a win, but we talked about it before where Panda's just another game. You know what I'm saying? There's a little bit bigger crowd and everyone likes to hype it up. But at the end of the day, it's another game. It's another tick in the win call. So Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's that. Well, well, through everything you guys went through this year, it can't be not stated just how impressive your team was just taking strides a young guy like Ben Miracle getting better each week and that offense gelling together so it'll be super exciting to see how you guys come out next year and Daniel once again thank you so much for joining us uh, and, and all the best moving into your offseason okay for sure appreciate that and I appreciate all y'all coverage on, on OUA football is definitely needed um, y'all doing a hell of a job in terms of appreciate providing that. us with that platform and great job appreciate y'all Thanks, Dan.